Welcome to Blake Street Banter, where one of us knows what the word banter means. The other three are just along for the ride. And Tyler, say hi. What's up? What's up? We are joined by Fresno's greatest, Stephen Rice and Johnny Bravo, friends of the pod, friends of the Fresno Grizzlies. What up, fellas? Not much, guys. Thanks so much for having us. I think that's the first time I've ever been referred to as a friend of a pod, and I feel like super cool right now. I, I love every <laughs> second of it. This is great. <laughs> it just it feels really good to say on our end. So it was just friend of the pod, friend of the pod. It's just just it. good vibes, right? I feel important now. It's, it's great. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> yeah, right. Usually, Tyler and I. This is the prospect pod. This is on the farm pod, and so usually we do player intros, player bios to introduce people. So. We're going to let you guys give your own bios. So I know Stephen Rice's official title is media relations coordinator of the Fresno Grizzlies. Give us some stats. How did last year go for you all? Um, Introduce us to you. Well, you know, I think the hard thing to introduce is I'm just a baseball guy in general. Like I love sports and for to just cover the Grizzlies and to cover our team. And in general, this is what it's all about. Just telling the stories of everybody and getting to know people on an everyday basis. I mean, that's the best way to describe me, but also the team too. We just love having a good time here. We joke around the office and unfortunately there's some people here who owe some Cosmos too, as well. So (laughs) a a food sandwich place in Fresno, just uh, it was earlier joke earlier today. We tried to convince our assistant Jim to buy us lunch. Didn't quite work out. So maybe on Monday. (laughs) man send julian out to get it what's he doing right now i'm tempted to i know he's downstairs running around printing tickets it really is starting to feel like baseball season around here which is awesome it's that's good we should have brought him on i don't dang it julian i'm sorry that's on me yeah he's next time exactly Uh, that's on me uh sweet thank you johnny bravo director marketing and communications so three things big deal uh of the fragile greatlies introduce us Absolutely. So I handle pretty much everything digital that you see coming from the Grizzlies. I am the main admin of our social media accounts, oversee our website, but also focus on getting people physically out here to the ballpark. All of our either billboards or um, TV commercials, radio spots, all of that I have a hand in. Um, And the big part that I focus on is making sure that we're getting the word out to the community that, you know, hey, baseball's here. It's time for Fresno Grizzlies. Come down to Chickchancy Park. Come see the really cool and improvements we have at the ballpark and celebrate our 20th year in downtown fresno yeah i can't wait to talk about that that's a little little teaser right there (laughs) Uh, yeah so last time we talked to you johnny it was before your first season you were hired what a month or two right before um how did 2021 go for you how how are you feeling about your first for season. Fantastic. Yeah. So I was actually hired in February, 2020. So a month before everything kind of hit the fan. Yeah. Um, that's what it was. So I was with the organization for over a year without seeing a baseball game. That's what um, it was. Yeah. And oh my goodness, I can't tell you the feeling on opening night uh, last year when we got to have fans out here for the first time, got to open our gates. It really was the best feeling in the world. Um, last year was great, man. You know, it really gave me a chance to get to know our community, know our fan base really well. It, it gave me a really strong passion for improving downtown, realizing that, you know, we are a cornerstone of the downtown community here in Fresno. And uh, now that I have a year under my belt, albeit kind of a weird year with COVID um, policies and restrictions and all of that, I feel ready to hit the ground running in 2022. 
And I think that's something that he talks about too, is that his first technical season working in professional baseball, he had to deal with COVID and had to deal with all that kind of stuff. And so to be honest, I don't think there's a true normal season anymore for Jonathan. (laughs) And it's something that's, that we love because he will never get experienced. what we got experienced before the pandemic. (laughs) Yeah, seriously. We all kind of went through it, but Johnny, yeah, Johnny really went through it, man. It was kind of a, yeah, it was crazy time. I never would have imagined in a million years, nor would anyone, um, that my first year in pro baseball would, you know, be impacted that way. But the pandemic, which I know we had talked about last year, it, it gave me a chance to get to know our fan base before having them out at your Chansey Park and got to know, you know, what they reacted to, what they did, and got to know the brand, know the organization. So that come my first season, I wasn't joining the team a month before the first pitch. It it was I had a year under my belt getting to know what we do here at the Fresno Grizzlies before opening our gates. Yeah, for I sure. mean it, it's great for anyone in that role, and he he crushed it too. So <laughs> love that, That's sweet. Um, all right, so let's dive into it. Let's get into it. Uh, Fresno Grizzlies, low A affiliate of the Rockies, probably a top five logo of all minor league. <laughs> I love the bear claw on the hat; it's incredible. But Johnny, you just mentioned these stadium updates. Is there any way you can send me a bulb from the old sign just for me to have as a memorabilia? Can you package that and send me that? Send me send that my way. We can see what we can do. They are they are massive. Like, <laughs> I, I'll send you a photo after we're done here. Of Stephen took a photo of me standing next to just half of one of the light poles because yeah. the light poles um, we found are like split up into two sections and then they took them off section by section. And like I, I'm six feet and it was as tall as me. So you don't really realize <laughs> when you're looking up at the light poles, you know, oh, woohoo, lights, whatever. They're huge. Um, and these new ones are pretty massive too, but we just couldn't be more excited. You know, it's part of over $2 million worth of capital improvements to the ballpark. Um, and you know, that's all thanks to our great partnership with Chickchancy Gold Resort and Casino. We have really good relationship with the city of Fresno and then our ownership group, you know, believing in our community and really the marriage of the three of those will completely change the way that fans experience baseball here at Chickchancy Park. You know, they're going to come in uh, through those gates on April 8th and it will look completely different we're replacing the video board we're moving from one single speaker out in center field to 125 speakers around the ballpark let's go um, it's crazy let's yeah, this go. Place is rocking. i feel um, bad for the neighbors <laughs> <laughs> they know what they signed up for <laughs> right um yeah so and that will let us um not only provide a more consistent volume and consistent sound around the ballpark, but it will also let us section off the ballpark. So different songs and different musics and everything is playing in different locations. So the uh, Splash Park that we have, which is very kid-focused, will have kid-centric music, very family-friendly, whereas Fresno Social, which is our bar area, will feel more like a party. Um, nice. So we're really excited about those additions. And then we're getting brand new playing lights, um, like I had mentioned, which are full-on LED, click-on, click-off, multicolor, um, and we'll be able to have um, light shows, kind of like you see in the big league. So we just, it, it's a huge upgrade, the biggest facelift this ballpark's had. Yeah, it's going to be amazing. And like the funny thing, too, is we've talked about in past years, too, where the players come in and, you know, they get so excited to see this ballpark. A lot of them is their first professional experience, too. And so they're used to just, you know, college or high school fields or even just playing, you know, down in, you know, the Dominican League and not having the specific fields. Well, now these new guys, they get to come in this year. They get to see this and 
I mean, they're just they're a little a little blessed when it comes to that aspect. Yeah, we're upgrading the new video board is 2000 square feet, which you know, when you really start to think about that, I mean, some apartments in New York are like half that size, right? Yeah. Um, so it's probably twice that, the money. Yeah, right. Um, so to think that, you know, just how huge that is, it really is going to absolutely change our fan experience here. I'm, I'm excited. That's sweet. I'm sold. I'm sold. I'm coming. Yeah. <laughs> come Everyone. on, come on. I'm not going to lie. I've been looking at a way to get out there. I don't know. Yeah just the family man that i am i don't know but it's definitely on my the list. family out get to meet parker get to hang out in the splash oh, park dude, and we're family it. come on now we're it's, we're family of the pod come on we, we're there i think after twice we're family right i yeah, think that exactly. might be yeah. that's the new term there yeah um, i do have to say duke and darnell our boy family of the pod um he his favorite ballpark playing last year was playing in chicansey so that's yeah, awesome. we're extremely honored. You know, I think it really hit home last year. To We had one of the um, uh, members of our team, and I don't know if we want to specifically say who, yeah. but he came up to Steven during one of um, the biggest games during 4th of July, and he was like, oh, my gosh, all these people are here to watch me play. I just can't <laughs> believe that. Yeah. And to be able to provide that kind of experience for the future of the Colorado Rockies, to have a ballpark with three decks with a brand new video board, brand new lights, it really is just a phenomenal opportunity to us. We could not be more excited. Any chance that was Levine before he hit his walk-off? <laughs> it, was, it was not. It was not. Um, I, I think he was pretty excited after that. He might have felt the same way, too. Let's just say that player was a part of the game and did have a big moment in that game uh -huh. as well, too. Yeah. So. Yeah. Okay, we'll go back to the tape. Right. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, that's sweet. I'm, I'm, I'm excited for you guys from all the way out in Michigan. That's sweet. Let's go. Let's get well, it's yeah. going to be so big, you might so, be able to see it out in Michigan. So yeah. I, I have my, I renewed my MILB subscription. I will be watching and I will be listening. So, I, so I think I'll be there. Up, that brings up a really good point is that obviously we're making all these upgrades to the stadium and you'll see a lot of them in person here at Chickasaw Park, but our fans across the United States, across the world, are going to notice a difference too. We're upgrading to eight HD cameras when including brand new camera angles. We have four PTZ cameras, which are robot cameras that are controlled from a joystick. There's one that will shoot right into the dugout so you can catch player reactions in real time, upgraded replay system. It's going to absolutely enhance our social media content, our MILB.TV content, um, and then local and national news as well. That's incredible. Because I've spent a lot of time lately, I've been so baseball deprived, watching a lot of MILB TV. Yep. And you know, you scour from park to park. And sometimes you're like, wait, this is an angle that, you know, they're giving us like, you know, yeah. we're, we're like field level behind like it's that so that's that sounds amazing and we just yeah i mean and the biggest thing too is that we're playing no matter what happens and so we want people to make sure they know that even if you can't come out for opening night or for the rest of the season you can watch you know us no matter what and we're playing so it's gonna be a blast no matter what right we still do have baseball even though the big dogs can't figure it out absolutely um so let's let's talk a little baseball and then we'll come back to the fun stuff here Steven, you're the baseball dude. You're the guy. Uh, who should we expect for sure to see in Fresno, you think? 
Yeah, so like last year, we got a chance to see the number one prospect in Zach Veen. Well, the number two prospect in Benny Montgomery is expected to be here after being drafted last year by the Rockies in the first round. He's expected to come here. You've already seen him going on social media, bragging about all this stuff. Benny the Jet, you can say all the different names with it, but expect to have him right here and get you know his career off well. The cool thing about it, though, too, is he's like Zach Veen, but the right side, right? So 6'3", similar weight to Veen, similar mechanics in his swing, similar overall ability, but he's a center fielder. So you're going to see a lot more range, a better right. arm in general. So a little bit of a different feel on the fielding-wise than Veen. But on the outside, I mean, you're going to see a very same-looking guy, nice flow. It's going to be great, a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, I'm all Rockies fans, if you're listening to this, they're all excited for Benny and has he's doing a very good job doing the social right now. He's into the oh, cards. Yeah. He's leaning into it. He still hasn't got back to us, but that's fine. Um, <laughs> I think that's one of the you know most exciting things, um, at least on my side, on the marketing side, is these guys are fun and they want to have fun. They want to engage with us. And we saw that last year, you know, where yeah. we had Zach and Drew and Grant and everyone, Austin Kitchen was phenomenal with us on social media. Um, and it is a true testament to the Colorado Rockies organization that they see the players' development is so much more than what's happening on the field. It's turning him into the complete, not only complete baseball player, but complete human being, complete person. And they understand that being involved with the media, uh, uh, self-promotion, self-branding is extremely important to their development as well. So we're excited. You know, they make our jobs really easy because they're just fun to be around. And yeah. I think that's the fun thing too, is that these guys, they're learning different aspects and they're joining more things. And we're going to have a couple guys that I think will be back from last year's team as well too, from warming Bernabelle in the infield Robbie Martin in the outfield. And I think on the bump, we're going to have Case Williams back. Could be an opening day guy as well. I mean, he's still learning. 20 years old. Case Williams is 20 years old. Which is he, weird. I mean, the guy has so much already under his belt. He's already been a part of a couple organizations, a couple trades. Yeah. And so he's just going to grow even more and get the chance to work with an amazing coaching staff that's back again this year. And so for us, it's going to be a blessing to have those group of guys again. Now, of course, you never know what can happen. Things will always change around, but expect Benny Montgomery, expect Case Williams, warming Bernabelle, and of course, expect the same coaching staff as last year. Robinson Kensell is back again for another year. Nick Wilson hitting. We got Mark Brewer pitching. Steve Solis is now going to be the bench coach this year, and Justin Wilson will be a trainer as well. So uh, the whole staff is back. It's going to be a lot of fun, and we are currently the only low A West team that has their full returning staff. So that is something that not a lot of other teams can say that. So bringing back the reigning champions of the regular right. season, I'm we're going to be back say. again, bringing the same staff again. So they know what to expect from us. They know what to expect on the field and the players going to love every second of it. Yeah. That's going to be fun. Best in the West running it back. Love, love to hear that. Right? <laughs> it's it's going to be awesome. And you know, what's scary. And I'm going to say this right now, guys, this team that I'm projecting to be here this year I think could be better than the team we had last year. And I know the studs that we had last year. I'm not writing off any of those guys from last year. But if you look at the records of the Dominican leagues last year, both winning their divisions, and of course our AZL team winning their championship last year. Hmm. I mean, these guys are all projecting out to come to Fresno for their next part of their journeys. So if you already bring that success on top of it too, you already have the state-of-the-art facilities to go along with it and the same coaching staff, guys, might as well just give us the championship trophy now. <laughs> <laughs> just go right to it. Yeah. We we do have a few guys that will be 
friends of the pods soon. We've talked to them. Probably yeah. you'll probably have Joe Rock and yes. Zach Kakaska. Um, so make sure you take care of those two for us. Yep. Joe <laughs> Rock. I mean, it's the perfect name for it. I mean, it, and it's even yeah. better too. I mean, yeah, it's time to rock and roll with it. You can do so many puns with it. But Zach's amazing as well, and he has a huge following on instagram as well and has a lot of fun with it too so both yeah. those guys yeah they come here we'll take care of them and we expect all the funness with it too yeah, yeah. hopefully we'll have an update on our um roster in the next month or so we're still waiting you know obviously all of this is currently speculation um yeah, and, but sure. yeah, i'm piecing the puzzle pieces together but we're really excited you know and we know that our fans will embrace them no matter as long as they're out there playing hard representing fresno well with they're gonna have a great time out at your chance yeah hard. for sure yeah, report day is what, Tyler? Next Thursday, right? I believe so. I believe so. I think, one, I think, I think Joe said he had to be there by next Thursday. Tweet that it's in a week. Um, uh, so who EJ might be, hopefully, another person. He's Fresno State product, um, which is kind of cool. So I have a nice. personal side of that, being a Fresno State alum. Um, so, yeah, I, I think we're at about a week. Okay, yeah. So yeah. We'll, we'll get those soon, but it's going to be great no matter what. Those jer- your jerseys are incredible yeah. too. But I do have a gripe. What is the deal with the off-white with pants with the white shirts? Sure, absolutely. So there's explain this to me. Yeah. The original design for the jerseys are to have the cream jersey, which has a cream. red border at the bottom with red pants. And the idea behind that design is that the uniforms look like they are the California flag. You've got um, the California flag with the red stripe around along the bottom. You've got the star and I think it's the upper right hand corner. Um, So that was the initial design behind it. However, you know, the players get to decide what they want to wear. Primarily the starting pitcher of that day decides what they want to wear. So they decide they want to wear the beige tops with the cream pants then that's what they'll end up taking the field on. Um, so we are exploring ways to um, help match those colors because we do <laughs> notice that they, you know, it's kind of hard not to notice <laughs> that they're a little off. Um, but at the end of the day, yeah, the design of the jersey is to look like the California state flag. Um, but yeah, we've got, we've got a couple cool ones coming up this year that we're super excited about. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's, let's go to that one right now. I, you're, you released your identities a few probably a month ago now ish. And I've been on this purple taco. You've been very kind and answering my questions in the DMS and I appreciate <laughs> that your patience. And there it is. Yep. Oh my God. So if you're not, if you're listening, it is on the YouTube, go find it on the YouTube. The hat was just, Oh my God. Can we get a, can we get a presale or like, can we get a sent out? Sorry. Um, so talk us through how the tacos was created and then we'll dive into the other two uh, a little bit, but let's talk tacos with an apostrophe. Yeah, so, you know, we, with an apostrophe, exactly. <laughs> uh, we like to think of, you know, Fresno is really the birthplace of alternate identities in minor league baseball, or at least the place that skyrocketed, skyrocketed it to where it is today. Are you, are you the first one? Because I know there's gripes there's conversation out there whether we are i'm not going to say on record if we are the first or not but i will say that i truly believe that we're the one that the fans have not only fans in fresno but fans across the world have embraced the most Um, i mean we've shipped um hats to literally other countries other continents um that people just love the tacos um alternate identity started um 
gosh, we're probably getting close to 10 to 15 years ago now yeah. um, with, you know, us wanting to pay tribute to the Central Valley. So much that mm. we do here, everything that we do here is focused on our community. And Fresno being the birthplace of the taco truck, we knew that it was an important cornerstone to the makeup of Fresno and wanted to make sure that, you know, we could respect that and honor that in the best way possible that we could think of, which was to take the field as the Fresno tacos. Um, it also is tied in with our taco truck throwdown, which we're going into our 11th year now. Um, and that's a, you know, a huge event during the, it's become so big that it has to be an off season event. Now that we bring 25, 30 taco trucks, put them down on the field, have some live music. This last year we had genuine, which was really cool. Um, and, uh, have them battle it out to decide who's the best taco truck in central California, which we think means the best taco truck in California and the world. Um, so this year's look, which again, I'll show it for those people watching on YouTube, um, is purple brim. Um, and then there's cabbage inside it, which is purple as well. And that is kind of a two-way homage, which We'll also pay attention to when we um, eventually show off our really exciting jerseys. Um, it's a tribute to the Colorado Rockies and the fact that, you know, Rockies purple and black, and also the fact that it's our 20th season in downtown Fresno. And 20 years ago, our branding was also purple and black. So we wanted to make sure that we could marriage those two together, really um, respect that, you know, we're so proud to be part of the Rockies organization and respect our heritage. Um, and that's how we came up with the current look for the Fresno Tacos. Give us something on the jerseys. Give us a little, <laughs> are we talking purple pants? Are we talking? We're talking something that whenever a Rockies fan sees it they're going to understand okay that's a tribute to the Colorado Rockies if they've been a Rockies fan for you know a better part of a decade or two they're going to see it and say wow okay that's that's a really nice touch at least we hope so you know there yes. there looks that are there's call outs there that Steven and I, you know, growing up watching baseball, watching the Rockies are able to say, okay, that, that's a nice tribute to them. So, well, maybe once we're done recording, once uh, we've stopped filming, we can give you guys a sneak peek. We'll see. That's, now, let me tell you this though, fair. too. I was a former baseball player and, you know, when you're playing, you want to, you just be comfortable and you want everything to go right. These jerseys make me feel so comfortable. I want to play every single day. I'm not playing right now, and I want to go wear these jerseys. That's how amazing they are. So just one more quick anecdote on how cool these jerseys are. Um, no, we've had Eddie Diaz working out at the facility for the past couple of months, and we wanted to do a photo shoot with the jerseys. Who better to do it than Eddie Diaz, who, you know, was a fantastic baseball player. We had, it's so rare that we have the opportunity during the offseason to have a baseball player yeah. at our facility, and he was more than gracious to do a photo shoot with us. And to see his reaction to it, it was pretty <laughs> darn cool, guys. He, he straight up said, and I, and I say this, he goes, I know I'm not projected to be here, but can I be here? Like, that, I mean, that just shows how amazing you really are. Uh, yeah, we're excited, guys. You guys are good at this teaser thing. Thanks. Yeah. It's part of the job. <laughs> um, so the lowrider identity has been around for a hot minute. Uh, yeah. Give us a little thing about that because you changed the colors on it, right? We did. So we've hopped back and forth with a couple of different colors. We um, first joined, it's part of Copa de la Diversion, which is MILB's um, 
uh, initiative program to help um, connect to the Latin market and to the Hispanic market. Um, in 2019, we took the field with our original purple and white and black um, look, which is the look we're returning to this year. For yeah. 2021, we went to an orange and white look. Um, but again, with the relationship to the Colorado Rockies, with it being our 20th season in downtown Fresno, it just made sense to go back to the purple and black. So the uniforms are going to be the same as they were in 2019. The hat's a little bit different now. The hat had white paneling on the front. Now it's a full black and purple hat. Um, so a little bit of a redux on it. And, you know, this is a look that we feel is very bold, very strong, and a look that we'll continue with for multiple years. Yeah, I like the, I like the revamp of the colors. Um, Farmer, last time we talked to you, Johnny, big on the agriculture out there. So you do pay homage. And I suck at what I do. And I forgot the name that you guys go by when you do that. So enlighten us and tell us a little bit about that one. You're totally good. Yeah. So we are playing as the Fresno Growers. Um, Growers. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. And it is, like you said, a tribute to um, all the agriculture in the Central Valley. You know, we really are the hotbed of agriculture, not only in the Central Valley, in California, and really the United States. Um, and so much of the food you eat at home is grown right here in uh, Central California. And we just take huge pride in that. You know, it's something for me coming from the Bay Area to Fresno to attend college, I really didn't realize. And I really opened my eyes as soon as I got here, as I was driving through Fresno, how much of an important aspect it is to this community. And we are just so honored, again, focusing on community at Chansey Park, the ability to pay homage to all of these hard workers and really show them, hey, we respect you guys. We are so grateful of everything you do for our community. That's the least we can do. So yeah, we've got the really cool growers hats. Um, it's the first time in a few years that we've um, produced a hat for growers night which mm -hmm. is really exciting um and then we have some really nice jerseys to go with them as well that will unveil in the um coming weeks to months now here's a crazy stat for you guys too last year the growers scored over 35 runs over two games <laughs> 22 in one night in that night we scored 22 runs Julio Carreras actually broke a franchise record with two triples in a single game so not only are we bringing in new identities we're breaking records in those new identities too <laughs> so these guys are loving every second of it too that is fun. Well, I feel like it's a really good way to educate these baseball players about our community, right? right? You've got people coming to Fresno from all, not only all over the United States, all over the world to play baseball for the Fresno Grizzlies. And the fact that while they're here, we get to, you know, reemphasize to them, which they already know that it's so much more about than it's about so much more than what happens on the field, right? It, our community is what drives us without California, we wouldn't be here. Um, and to help reinstitute that to our players and make them realize how important that is to our, organ or our organization, excuse me, um, is really important to us. And these guys, I mean, just, we talked about with Eddie Diaz a little bit earlier, where just when he, we got a chance to just to show him his old jersey from last year of the Fresno Tacos and just see his face light up and just know how much it meant to him. And mm -hmm. just, I mean, that's just one of the identities in general, but it meant that much to him just knowing that, I get a chance to be a part of this community and this love. And he, you know, emphasized this to us and he told, you know, uh, Derek and said that, you know, just thankful, thank you for letting me be here and being a part of it. And, you know, not a lot of people are willing to give back the way that it has. And we're just so grateful that he gets to be a part of the community, but he also gets to be part of the fan base and the fan base loves him too. So mm -hmm. we're just grateful for that. Yeah. He seems like a solid dude. I love that. Um, yeah, that's great. 
So the big one, this was a big reveal. Um, tell us a little bit about the Tigers, yep. uh, where that came from and how it was created. The artwork with it is incredible around the stadium that we've seen. Yep. Uh, dive into that for us. Yeah, so um, our fourth alternate identity that we're taking the wow. field as this year this is sweet. the Fresno Tigers. Um, the Fresno Tigers was a um, true professional baseball team. They were part of the 1946 West Coast Negro Baseball League. Um, and we uh, think that it is an extremely, extremely important part of Fresno baseball history. They only played three to five games here in the city of Fresno, but they are still very much a part of the story. And we want to help educate not only our fans in Fresno, but fans across the United States that this team was an, this team did exist and they deserve the recognition that they have never really gotten before. We have been just so beyond overwhelmed, honored, humbled at the response to this design. We've had Fox Sports MLB pick it up, which was kind of just totally blew my mind. Like I literally came sprinting down the office to Steven's office, just like, oh my gosh, did you see what happened? Um, it was a little scary. I mean, he, he like almost knocked down my door. Like there's, we might have to get like some repaint on it now, like the way he came down on it. It was crazy. Yeah, but it's it's part of um, MILB's The Nine program, yep. which we were already planning to take the field as the Tigers this year. And it just, it couldn't have worked out better that ML, MILB is instituting The Nine, which is their kind of a second version of COPA, if you will. It's mm -hmm. their um, Black Community Inclusion Project. And it gives us an amazing opportunity to connect with our community, again, bringing it back to the Central Valley and to Fresno. And we're just really excited to get to tell the story of the Tigers, albeit kind of a, you know, shorter version of their story, um, just because there's not that much info about them and get to um, bring out, you know, who the Tigers were. Because they played in Fresno for such a short amount of time, we have not been able to find any photos. There's a handful of newspaper articles, which was definitely mm -hmm. kind of a fun history project to get to, um, you know, break out my, you know, little bit of history class from back in senior year and uh, get to try and find a um, little bit of a scavenger hunt about info of the Tigers. But because there are no photos, it meant that we had no logo to work off of, which we went to ourselves and the design was created by our marketing consultant, Sam Hansen. He's the one who also created the original tacos look, um, mm -hmm. Hell was instrumental in creating the lowriders look, does a lot of um, our artistry and he's just phenomenal, phenomenal at what he does. Um, but we all decided, you know, since there are no photos, we want to take an interpretation of what the Tigers would wear if they were to take the field in 2022. So we okay. wanted to have a modernized look to it, which is the reason why, you know, the look, if you look at the logo, is probably not what they would have worn in 1946. They probably could have never imagined being able to create it on a computer and, you know, mass produce it and the whole nine yards. Like right. to think in 75 years how far uh, all of that has come. Um, and we really wanted to make sure that we're paying a modern day tribute and honoring the team that was in 1946. Absolutely love that. That's perfect. Yeah. It's beautiful. It's great. And I mean, I think what's, I think a big thing in general too, is being able to tell kids as well mm -hmm. and just show them that look what has happened over our history, but mm -hmm. look what can happen for the future of, you know, black kids and just showing that what they can do for their future and they see these players wearing these uniforms and they go look mom i want to do this look dad i want to do this in the future this mm -hmm. is really really cool and it just brings the history and it just shows that there's just certain aspects you never can think about you know and all the different avenues that it comes with it and the pride that we take in it is just it's amazing and we're just so grateful for that
Yeah. And all that stuff starts with a conversation. And so having that conversation, how it brings back to the community, how it builds off of that, it's an easy thing to lead into a bigger thing. And that's where it needs to start. And hopefully that allows it to grow, like you said. So absolutely yeah. love what you guys did. And the fact that you were going to do it anyway before is speaks whatever the word I'm looking for. It just speaks <laughs> a lot about who you all are and what you're trying to do. And I appreciate that a lot. That's awesome. That's fantastic. Yeah, we really see it, you know, not only as an honor, but we see it as, you know, a responsibility um, as our organization to make sure that, you know, we're not just a baseball team. What uh, You know, we're so much more than what happens on the field. We are, you know, community centric. We want to help raise up Central California in absolutely everything that we do. Um, and to have the opportunity to tell these stories and to educate our community is, is an extreme honor to our entire organization. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, the rich connection that you guys yeah are keeping with, you know, history, but also the the current culture is is really special. Um, like, yeah, haven't really seen or heard of anything quite extensive and you know valuable as this. Mm -hmm. So, you know, thank you guys for enlightening us and everyone else in uh, you know the Rockies fan base. Well, and I think that's something that just speaks to where I think something that's a positive about this pandemic is when Jonathan came in, it allowed him to be able to sit down with everyone else and speak with our owners and speak with our upper management and really kind of just say, this is what Fresno is about. And here's how we can be able to bring this in general and get the players excited too. Mm -hmm. I think what, you know, I think anyone who's ever played a sport in general can go with this too is any chance you get to wear a different uniform any chance you go to represent something else that means a lot to people and go and put the good product on the field too it's something that our friends of the pod zach and get a chance to do and unfortunately you know zach veen doesn't get a chance grant you know levine doesn't get a chance to do that too but the newcomers get a chance to do that with the case williams with the benny montgomery too and it's it's something that i hope that they can take pride in as much as it has been but the work that jonathan has put behind the scenes forward is just unbelievable and it's it's something that that I know the players are going to love every second of it when they come in too, and they get a chance to see these uniforms and to wear these hats and uh, know the history behind it too. It's just, it's amazing. And the pictures are going to be taken of this for years to come. I hope can go down in the history books for it. Yeah, it's, it's just cool. I, I, and the passion that you guys have with it, 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 it comes out with it and that doesn't go unnoticed. That's, that's great. Thank you. Yeah, uh, we just want to make our community proud that, you know, the Fresno Grizzlies are part of downtown Fresno and, you know, want to make sure that we, that they know how important it is to us that they're involved in everything we do. With that being said, how did a uh, season ticket holder night go? It was fun. It was really nice. It, <laughs> it was, was a it lot was of fun. So great to get to see yeah. all the smiling faces back out here at the ballpark, you know, for them to get to see in person, the changes that are happening out here, we still don't have a scoreboard. And that's something that most people won't get to see in their lifetime in person, yeah. right. To see a frame of a scoreboard <laughs> that used to have, you know, the old board from 20 years ago, completely empty is kind of cool. Um, and to see light poles being literally changed out as they're at the ballpark, 
um, it was really nice. Stephen took some great tours, got to have some really great FaceTime with them. It was really nice. It, you know, I think it just also is a big shout out to our ops department too, making mm -hmm. sure that everything was ready and our ticket department as well, um, from Eric Moreno to Jesse Sanchez, um, who just, this is one of his few, her first events that he's done here with the Fresno Grizzlies and just be able just to connect with these uh, season ticket holders. And they loved every second of it too. They had some great food from our, from Nick Geyer and his department in general too. And, uh, you know, they were talking about the sliders in a cup. I mean, it was fantastic too. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was a lot of fun just to show behind the scenes of what it, you know, what it takes every single day, having the kids faces that were taking the tours too, and seeing themselves go into Robinson Cancel's office and just to see where he sits every single day from where Buster Posey's locker is and all these little aspects. I mean, it's just something that we're so grateful for. Yeah. It, I reached out to somebody on Instagram I won't give his name, but he is a Fresno season ticket holder. He's gonna, he might be helping us out in the future, but he sent us a picture and he was in the parking lot going into season ticket holder day. And as we're talking, he's, I'm here all the time. I love it here. He has, he's this 15 games. He said over the last 10 years or something awesome. ridiculous. Amazing. And so it's there, it's rooted in California and it, it was cool seeing his perspective. And I think I was talking to you guys at the same time and it was just a weird little, full circle thing for me. It was, it was fun. It was cool. <laughs> well, and I think that's something too, that I don't think that gets brought up enough is our season ticket holders who've been here since day one, we set 20th year downtown now here at Chickasaw park and here in downtown Fresno. And these people have been here since day one, even before we had the ballpark here. And it's something that, you know, they remember the first instance, but now they get a chance to see all these new improvements and get to see something that they've never get a chance to see. And it's, it's amazing to see their faces still light up over the years. And I think that's something that we try to always continue to bring on, but it's also when the fans come here and we have over 10,000 people coming to a July 4th weekend game and just be able to root for our players, our players love every second of it. And it's something that the community loves and the fireworks and the entertainment and getting to see Parker. Parker scared me, by the way, guys, <laughs> I don't know about you, but this guy, I mean, I, yeah, I planted so, Parker in the clubhouse while he was giving tours. He, Steven had no clue. It was fantastic. No, and, I, mean, I yeah, it was a little wild. I, I feel bad for the season ticket holders that had a chance to see me get scared with it, too. I mean, but Parker's so excited, too. And it's Parker's 16th birthday this year as well, guys. Yep. 16. So, 16. so I mean, it's crazy. Are we talking? Are we talking arm barn carts? <laughs> We're talking for Parker, you know, getting him a car, um, getting him a driver's license. Like it's pretty crazy. <laughs> it's scary. It's scary. It's gonna be yeah. scary. Um, all right, let's end it with this. So last time we had you guys on, we asked some trivia. Oh boy. So we're gonna kind of make this up as we go because again, I wasn't prepared for this part of it. It's just, it's just gonna be fun. So, um. Steve I guess as I get myself together at this than I am. Don't, 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 no, <laughs> no, you no, no. Got, you both did not get all the Blake street bombers. If I remember right. Much. So, oh, no. so you're in the same boat. You're, you're, you're both zero, zero. Yep. Um, while I try to get this figured out of my end, um, what is the one promo you are looking forward to in the 2022 season? Oh, man, we have one that we haven't announced yet that is going to be really cool. Do it um, now. So Announce it now. Come on. Come on. Come I, I on. wish it's not quite yet. Um, I think that it's one of those that, you know, 
helps pay tribute to us being here for 20 years in downtown Fresno and helps pay tribute to the amazing players who have come through um, Chickchancy Park. So uh, I think that that's one that our fans are going to be really excited about. That's all I'm able to say right now. Um, but other than that, Ooh. I know, I know, <laughs> um, really excited for the Fresno Tigers tribute, you know, I mean, that's one that, you know, we've obviously spent a lot of time on, but I think it truly encapsulates what we mean when we say, you know, relating to our community. Um, and again, I see it as a huge honor and privilege, um, but also a, you know, something that we know is very important to not only our community, but a lot of other people outside of it. Um, and we really want to make sure that that one goes right. So I'm really looking forward to that one. You know, for me, I think it's the Zach Veen bobblehead giveaway uh -huh. night. I think for, you know, to be able to say that we had the number one prospect come through here and the not only was Zach Veen such an amazing player, but an amazing person. Mm -hmm. And I think that even though we had a pandemic last year and he didn't get a chance to get to talk to everybody in general, I want people to know that he is one of the most amazing human beings on the face of the earth yeah. from him to Drew Romo to Grant Levine, everyone in general, they're great people. But Zach Veen was one of the most amazing prospects that we've ever had come through here and to be able to show off his bobblehead uh, one, you know, his first professional bobblehead too, and be able to show off the peace sign and be able to show off what he meant to us in his one year here and what he means to the Rockies organization and to the future. I mean, he had the first cycle in Chukchansi Park history, the mm. first one ever. I mean, yeah. and that just shows what he was capable of doing too. He broke so many records too. He's in the record books for stolen bases. He had the six most home runs among all minor league players in the Rocky system last year too. And so just all those little things to be able to show that off to our fans. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm going to steal about 10, 15, 20. <laughs> and yeah, I mean, it's just, yeah, it's going to be amazing. I'm just so happy for that one as well. <laughs> You, you have our address. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see what we can do. Yeah. Um, of the on, yeah. Right. Family. We're family now. Family. We're family. family, family Those are your yeah. words. <laughs> um, our conversation with Blake Goldsberry last year, he was talking about Zach Bean being a roommate. And oh. he spoke very highly of him. Zach Bean being 19, might have been 19 at that time when we talked to him. And Blake said he was pretty good as a roommate. He was yeah. clean. He knew how to do laundry. No, he had to ask about laundry one time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he had to ask about how to do laundry. So he he is a good dude, and just like you don't expect that from a nineteen year old. So that's it's pretty sweet. But Blake right. Goldsberry is also one of the most mature human beings on the face yeah. of the earth, and great man as well. So Blake Blake's pretty awesome. Yes. Yeah, I like, I like Goldsy. All right, so very easy, very basic trivia. Um, I mean, I hide behind here if I miss it. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Who is the all-time leader in Colorado Rockies history with home runs? It's got to be Todd Helton, right? Yeah, it's definitely Todd Helton. Okay, yeah, <laughs> it has to be. It has to be, right? Yeah. Uh, he, Larry Walker, second with two fifty-eight. Okay. Todd had 369. Okay. And surprisingly, Vinny Castillo's in third was, with 239. So that, was, that was my guess was Vinny was going to be up there. Okay. 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 I was, I was about to say that. Vinny was going to be a guess. Oh, gosh. Uh, <laughs> Nolan in fourth with 235, then Cargo, 227. Okay. Cargo, cool. I um, the top five. No. Yeah, wasn't wasn't bad. Um, so... Oh. I don't know, I'm one for one. I, I'm happy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to relax the rest. Yeah. There we go. All time 
total wins in Rockies history as a pitcher? Oof. The problem is I think I would know saves, but wins. We'll do saves after this. This oh, is gosh. much more your John, realm. It can't be John Gray, no. It would not be. It has to be old, more old school than that. You know, it's awful. I want to say it's Yulish Shashim, but that's not right. So, no, not even close. Is huh? it? It's not. I, this is one. <laughs> you know, me as a diehard Rockies fan, there's two guys I have in mind that I'm like, who is it? Say it. I, my two guys. It's either Aaron Cook or Jorge De La Rosa. De La Rosa. It is. It is DLR. Yep. Ah, is is Cook in second or is he Cook third? second? Okay. De La Rosa eighty six. Cook seventy two. And then friend of the pod, Jeff Francis is 64. Jeff Francis, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Jeff Francis is one of the best change-ups ever. And he, he was so much fun. Crafty lefty. Oh he's, yeah. He's a fun talk, too. Oh, yeah. So if you want, if you all want to listen and go back and find that, that was <laughs> um, And Jason Jennings, surprising, was at 58. And then Ubaldo Jimenez was at Jimenez would have been a good one. Uh, that will be broken. Herman Marquez might be third by the end of this year. Marquez is at 54 wins right now. Francis is at 64. Okay. So he'll, he's got it. Yeah. That's got something to watch for. Aaron Cook, though. I didn't even think about Aaron Cook initially. Yeah. So that's a good one on that, Tyler. That's, that's a good one. I think I want to say he's like the all time leader in innings in Rockies history. Is that true? Yes. Okay. Yeah. That's why I thought of him because I'm like the guy pitched so many games. <laughs> yeah. He's yeah. bound to have a few yeah. ones in there, right? <laughs> right. He's got something. <laughs> All right, and we'll we'll give you this one, uh, Rice. Last one. We'll end it with this. Saves leader. Is it Brian Fuentes? It is Brian Fuentes. Yeah. <laughs> Let's great. go. Now, can you say who's number two? I never would have guessed number two. Oh gosh. I don't even know if Tyler would be able to get it. Oh, it is not a familiar name. I'm guessing uh, it's like a hint that it's like from the left or righty. I, can I click on his name? He is a righty. <laughs> I feel like it's like if he's taking the spelling bee and he's just asking a bunch of questions. To can you just delay, spell delay, it for delay, me? Delay. Yeah, delay. That's exactly. Ah, uh, gosh. Yeah, this is. Can you use it in a sentence? Yeah, can you use it in a sentence? <laughs> <laughs> this um, player is second in saves for the Rockies. Well, you know. Can you use it in, uh, is it a noun? Of <laughs> Early 2000s, very beginning of the century. Oh, my gosh. I, I got nothing. Yeah, I don't. Jose Jimenez. Okay. Never would have guessed that. I, 102 save. Was he with the Tigers, too? No, not that Jose. He was yeah, with the Cardinals, then came to the Rockies, and then went to the, uh, the Cleveland team. The Cleveland, Cleveland team. team. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be safe there. Uh, Wade da- Houston Street, third. Wade Davis, fourth. Three. Houston Street. Bruce Ruffin is tied for fourth, too, with 60. I never would guess Bruce. Hopefully, we've had some future Rockies closers. Like last year, this year, hopefully, we've got a future Rockies closer that's gone through Fresno. So, so last year. What did you talk about? Duke and Darnell. Watch your mouth. Robinson Hernandez and Juan Mejia were all in the top five in minor league saves, and all three came through Fresno. Dugan Darnell, of course, leading the charge. But there's some guys that are going to be good future-wise as well, too, that are going to be in Hartford and Albuquerque as well this year. So, you know, there's going to be a lot of really good guys coming through. But there's youngsters. Mejia and Hernandez are both, you know, under 23 years old. So you guys are in good shape. Trust me. And we are the advocates for the relief, the relievers. So. 
Yes. Watching closely uh, down there. Um, guys, this was fun. This was I really awesome. enjoyed this. So same time next week. Like... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we are definitely going to have to talk more often, whether it's a bi-monthly thing or whatever. Yes. We'll figure this out. Awesome. Uh, let us know. We're totally we're down here. For it. Let's let's talk more Fresno and California baseball, huh? Absolutely. I appreciate it. Good luck to your season. Month left. Minor league baseball is being played Ooh. April 8th in Fresno. It's a home series to start, right? Fresno. All right. Yes. Against Stockton Ports. Yep. April yep. 8th. There we go. Uh, appreciate it, guys. Cool. Thank you guys Absolutely. so much for having us on. Thanks, y'all. Right. Thank you for watching and listening. Please check out our link tree for more content.